Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. Welcome back to ConExpo ConAg Radio. With more than 18 years across a wide variety of fields, my first guest career started with the U.S. Navy Seabees as a tradesman. This led to a, a position as an estimator with W.G. Yates and Sons, and then to McCarthy Building Company. Entering the build wor- build BIM world, I should say, McCarthy Building Companies moving to the BIM director for CRB Builders. Practical implementation of BIM as part of a collaborative process with Epic BIM's clients is now his bish- mission. Please welcome John Grady, president of Epic BIM. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peggy, for having me. It's great to be able to talk to your to your your listening listeners. So, John, you know we've talked so much about them and where it's going. So, what I'd like you to do a little bit is, why are we so focused on this big data when we don't even mine all this data already? Everybody talks about it. We're trying to understand what this all means, and and you get it better than most. Let's walk us through that a little bit for everybody who's listening today. Unfortunately, on the big data, we've actually always had a move for data. In the industry, in the construction industry, in the design industry, we save data all the time. The problem is we don't access and utilize that data. With the advent of VDC, BIM, and SIM, we have now had that access to that data that that was in those drawings before that would have been put into binders and everything like that. So now it, it really has a draw to those owner-operators to get that big data. Unfortunately, one of the problems I see is we have had access to big data for all these years, but we haven't used it right. So the software industry has picked up. Owners want to be able to use that data. We want owners to use that data, but we unfortunately, we still have, as an industry here in the United States, have to start using some of the data we've collected. If we look for one of the easiest things that when people think of BIM, they think of class detection. We've been harvesting and collecting data for well over, I'd say, at least as an industry on average, about eight to ten years on this. And with that, you'd think we'd be able to have these designs that when they go out to bid would have preemptive solutions already done where we wouldn't have those problems. That's collecting the big data. You look for all those data points and try to draw a straight line so you know where your problems and errors are so you can fix those. Unfortunately, we haven't done that. But we want, we want to make sure that the owners have that ability to start doing that themselves. If we start working together as an industry to start perfecting the data we've already had aspects that, and then start working truly with owners to find out what data they really need instead of just giving a plethora of data, what we currently do at the end of projects now, most of the times that plethora of data that's turned over to an owner doesn't even get utilized anymore. So they're paying for something which they're not utilizing. John, let's take a step back. I know you get this, and there's a lot of people that get you. You threw some acronyms out, and I'm a big one that wants to take everyone back. You you talked about class detection. You talked about VDC, which is virtual design. You talked about when we talk about BIM, we're talking about building information modeling. And then you talked about we even talk about things like SIM, which is computer-integrated manufacturing adoption. Why? Let's even go a step further and help people understand when they're trying to understand what all this means. Let's go back to understanding why we're lagging behind in these things, because we've been doing design, we've been doing 
virtual design construction and, and building information modeling is still in its infancy. But virtual design and trying to use class detection and, and understanding all this is, is something that we've had to do, and we've been doing it for years, but collaborating it together and putting it together that you're talking about is something we've had to do individually, but not as a group with our subs, with our GCs, and now we have to collaborate from the office to the job site. And now, in some ways, we're lagging. some ways, we're, we're leading the pack. Walk us through kind of a step-by-step so that those listings say we need to be doing it, but we're still not doing it as well as we could. But in some ways, we're ahead in some industries. It's kind of a, um, it's a double-edged sword, so to speak. Oh, yes, it is. There's, there's, there's the tip of the spear, and then the bleeding edge is a little bit back from that. And we'll look at something simple as, as coordination. We've been doing this as an industry for decades. However, we called it 2D coordination. It required light tables. We laid the drawings over the top of them. With the advent of 3D design, we have now been able to, instead of light tables and hoping we captured everything, now we can actually look at that physical presence of that element in a virtual world, exactly how it's going to be on the job site, and look for errors. And with doing that, we can start looking and collecting that information that says, okay, we always seem to have errors with gravity lines and pneumatic tubing when we're in hospitals. And we start looking at those areas. And that's when we start talking about looking at big data and stuff that's out there. That's what we want to do. We want to look to an end goal and figure out how we're going to solve our problems that we have. So we, we start looking at pneumatic tubing and gravity lines as being a big problem we start seeing in hospital construction. So then we work with designers to avoid that during the design process. So when a project goes out to bid, instead of having the tens of thousands of issues and coordination that it normally has, which ends up costing an owner an extra, I'd say, between 2 and 3% of the overall cost of that project, now you can go out and go out for bid and have a project that may have three or four errors that you already tell your subcontractors and your general contractors that there are a couple errors on this project, but through the coordination process we want you to do, this should not add cost to the project. If anything, we should be able to reduce cost of that project. And that's how we really get that big benefit of data, because we don't get a benefit from data unless there's something tangible in the end. And in this scenario, with coordination and looking specifically at gravity and lines and pneumatic tube lines in hospitals, we can see that this is an issue we can start focusing on to make sure it doesn't happen in the future on future designs. And that's what the technology is all about. So we, can, we may not have it right the first time, but it's about getting it right before it gets out in the field and getting the right information to all the right people at the right time. So are we at the same levels as other countries? I mean, when we look at this, I mean, you know, everybody's so worried that, you know, contractors are laggards. I'm a big believer that we've started to leapfrog in some areas. And are we starting to see that is the same thing where we are in the U.S. compared to other countries right now? Seeing in the U.S. is one of the best things about the United States of America is we are the bastion for innovation. And that's why you're seeing we have leapfrogged a lot of other countries and looking at these new technologies that are coming out, looking at how to use aerials to 
pull in a mapping of the terrain before you actually get on site, a way of using 3D laser scanners to capture that area so you don't have to constantly go back to it so you actually know your true as-built locations of everything. Using that technology, we've leaped forward than a, a lot more com- countries. However, we don't currently have a crisis in the United States, so it's, it's become on the owners to require building information modeling, virtual design and construction, or civil information modeling on their projects. And unless the owner does it, there's no crisis to do that stuff. The only, the only benefit is, is what those contractors work for. So now you're getting individual benefits, but not benefit as a whole for the project. Once we start working more collaboratively, and that's what I feel the VDC world has really opened up for our industry, is to start working more collaboratively to the end goal. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be able to make money. We all want to be able to provide our owners with that project that they had that's completed and exceeded all of their goals. And these technologies allow us to do that. And right now, we need to have the owners kind of help with us or the government in the United States and create a crisis. In the United Kingdom, Singapore, and Australia, the government intervened and created a crisis by requiring a mandate. We haven't had that happen in the United States. Little ag- a few agencies here and there have, but we haven't as overall across the board throughout the nation required that. So I think that's one of the things we're lacking is the catalyst to make it an overall something we do. However, one of the things we surpass the industry in is in our innovation, is looking to the next big shiny thing that we're going to try and solve. Is that our problem? Once the job's done, we stop using the technology and we haven't leveraged it to its fullest? What's your, what, what do you think, then? I, I think that's where we as industry and the design and construction side really need to work with owners and educate them so that information we collect and everything that we do collect can then be used by the owner later on for their either the maintenance on their facilities that, currently, that we just finished building or to go one step further and look at the next facilities they're going to build and start having some site-adaptable facilities within their, within their campus profile, especially if you look at hospitals and universities that build a lot of the same type and style buildings on different campuses and different locations throughout the country. If we start helping them build site-adaptable designs, now we reap all the benefits of BIM, SIM, VDC, because we've solved all those problems the first time. Now we're just adapting that model to go on to the next spot, and then we're able to start tying in that model into the various systems, like your ventilation system, like your AC system or your heating system, and start getting real-time figures of what's going on and ensuring that that system is actually performing to what it was designed as. Now, John, and that's the tie-in, because we've got about 30 seconds here. That's the real tie-in of what, when you talk about, from the very first moment you talk, what big data is all about. It's being able to extrapolate and use it from multiple projects to interpret it so someone can leverage that information, pull the full scope from project to project to project, not knowing everybody's secrets, but be able to use it for the bigger scheme of what we do as a construction industry as a whole, right? Exactly. It helps separate well, us John, and make the real differentiators about what we do. John, we're out of time, but thank you for being with us, okay? 
Hey, listeners, we're out of time, but remember, tune in to Con Expo, Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Stick around. We'll be right back. Remember, if it's new, it's here. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. You've heard me bragging about Progressive Medical Center and how they've helped me feel so much healthier. But one thing, Dr. Agoli, that a lot of people come to you with is just unexplained pain. They just can't get any relief. Why can Progressive Medical Center's Pain Management Center help them? First of all, we have to acknowledge that pain is for real and you've got acute pain and chronic pain. Here's the problem. That acute pain turns to chronic, which is longstanding, and no one's getting to the root cause. There's several key diagnostic components that help us get to the root of what's causing this pain. Is it inflammation? Once we do a thorough evaluation to get the root cause determined if it's structural or if it's a metabolic issue. And this way, we put an individualized program for pain management involving correcting the spine, using certain injections when necessary, and we get our patients out of pain quicker and they stay out of pain because we teach them how to live their life well. Don't let yourself live in pain any longer. Get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today at ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. Progressive Medical, this is your life, live it well. On the internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect.